Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Honestly, I'm Trying, Lord. I appreciate you for staying with me and bless you for coming back again. I pray that somehow, someway I can bless you and um, uplift you and just remind you that talking to God is just like me and you sitting here talking, you know. I just talk to Him because I can. And um, I just encourage you to talk with God in your own way and to keep on moving. I say that because I've had a good weekend. I've been real blessed. I've learned a lot this weekend. I was humbled. And so I guess a a lot of this, uh, this episode, what I was wanting to talk about more than anything was grace and humblings. And they kind of go together. And whenever I was thinking about it, because uh, I was thinking of the grace that my friend Denise has and how blessed she is, but I was also reminded of grace on my path back to God in Mexico by a man. Um, I was sitting on the beach at his restaurant and he actually came outside and I was smoking a cigarette. Yes, I know cigarettes are bad for you. Um, He came out and... uh, joined me while I was having a smoke and um, visited with me and he just started speaking to me and we just talked so comfortably but he spoke to me of God's grace and you know everybody's dancing and laughing and drinking and here's the owner of this bar and just so kind and funny made me laugh made me comfortable accepted me and um, reminded me of the grace of God in such a an eloquent way that will forever be imprinted on my brain. But I'll tell you another story too. There was a, another woman. Now my friend Denise has always been my constant reminder and I've had those friends and family members, my brother, my mama, different ones in my life, you know, reminded me of the Lord, but just reminded me by the path they walk. And I was getting to this point where I was thinking about the Lord again, and I missed Him. I just missed talking to Him. I missed having Him there. And and uh, another woman that is now my friend, a good friend of mine that I love with all my heart for always being a witness to me, she, at that same bar one day, found ourselves alone late one night with no one else around, and she witnessed to me and gave me her testimony and talk to me about the Lord. And that talk, those two people, and being with Denise on that visit to Mexico, that trip was a, a lot of what started leading me back, wanting to begin that relationship with the Lord. Okay, I just had a heart attack, y'all, because of moose. Um, <laughs> I live in Alaska, and there was a moose come up by the door. <laughs> If I feel real cool air, it makes me breathe better. And some days when I'm very unsteady, my husband prefers that I come to the garage and sit, you know, because he worries about me slipping or falling. Anyways, so I come out here a lot and I'll open the garage door. Well, today I only have it open partway (laughs) and um, to feel the cool air and it's nice. And I'm sitting out here and this is where I'm doing my praising and my studying and I was just talking away to y'all, and 
this moose came up and was eating grass down there and then she snorted and I just almost like they had a heart attack till I saw her and realized what she was doing <laughs> if I had the energy I would go out and take a picture for y'all but right now it's not a good time for me to stand up uh, but anyways so I just wanted to let you know the, the grace to me and shown to me and I was quite humbled by them uh, they were very uh, giving loving people that always tried their best to help anyone that they could help and they they touched my heart but my friend Denise is the exact same way and I was as she cared for me this weekend so that my husband could get a, a much needed break that he did not want to take he does not leave like leaving me alone ever so he tries to do all his running he he goes in the morning and he goes to work but I check in and he checks in with me and oh no I didn't tell him I was recording but that's okay so y'all might get a ding dong but he uh, wouldn't leave and we've been going through this for quite some time and he really did need a break and so he um, we all convinced him between his dearest and oldest friend Tim and uh, my dearest and oldest friend Denise and her husband we just kind of uh, told him that's what he was doing and he had a great time and he got some halibut and that was real nice and and I had a lot of humblings and and learnings and blessings and a lot of joy this weekend uh, staying with my friends and so I that's what led me to it and so and it was so funny because I'd just been thinking about grace and I think it was Sunday morning and then I go to my little Bible study that I always use and the thing that popped up was said, and he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I gather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And so um, I'm going to talk more about that today, and we're in 2 Corinthians 12. But I'm one of those people that I want to understand the context in which someone says something, and especially in today's world, I think that's a lot of it. So I wanted to understand everything I could about Corinthians and the letters that Paul was writing and the letters that the Corinthians had written to Paul, and I wanted to understand it. So I would like to talk to y'all just for a second. I'd like to tell you about um, a wonderful place on YouTube called Bible Project. And if you use the pound sign and type in Bible Project, their videos will come up. And I don't care if there's a subject or a chapter or anything in the Bible. They do it in such a way that it's very easy to follow along. It's not um, hard to... They do it in layman's terms. And it's wonderful. So if I quote anything from them, then forgive me. But I also um, want to give them the credit on the study of Corinthians and they're understand they're helping me to understand it as I was reading through Corinthians and you know and anything they said I was reading and following through because I wanted to make sure that what I was listening to on YouTube also was following the Bob the Bible that I was reading and um, and that's me that's all me but I just want y'all to know that that's what I did and how I went about it and then you know the lesson still ended up being about grace and being humbled in a great great way so I truly believe that this was what God wanted me to talk to y'all about 
But I wanted to, before I got into it, to see how everybody's doing, to remind you that to reach out and ask for prayer requests, um, I would really like that a lot. I I feel it gives me uh, a purpose and that even in my certain situation right now, which God is going to take me out of, um, that I can still be doing some work for the Lord and you don't need to tell me anything about anything. You can just say, hey, Dina, could you just say a prayer for me? And if you want to tell me everything, I promise it will be in the utmost of confidence. And if you don't care that I share and use your name, that's fine. I just want us to always have an understanding that when you speak with me, that I will always ask the Lord and join in prayer with you. And God will hear us both so that you will have someone to back you up. Or if you just got a worry or a trouble, just tell me. And and I'm just going to be... I don't care how you see it. God, but there... He... There is something beyond all of this. There's just... There just is. And I, I think that we just need to be as positive as we can of one another. And for me, Jesus Christ is a great example. And um, so I just want to encourage y'all to, you know, don't feel alone. Because even when you feel alone, you've got somebody there with you, you know, and you talk to them. And um, I hope that you come to learn of Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that he made for you. And I don't mean to push anything on you. I'm explaining to you things sometimes so that you understand that the person that you're listening to, what they believe. And my, I believe that Jesus Christ is my Savior. I believe that He died on the cross for my sins so that I could have an everlasting life without all of the pain, the suffering, the trials or the negative of this world and that the promise of the other world is worth what I live through. So that leads me to talking to y'all about the study that I, the Corinthians. So I guess, you know, when you think about it, the Corinthians, we see them first and second Corinthians, and this is not the first time that Paul, it wasn't the first and second letter he wrote to them. I mean, the whole thing of the Corinthians, Paul started that church over there in Corinth, and he he did that, and um, then he left, believing that he had this new covenant built with this church, teaching them the ways of Jesus Christ, and so he gets this report that, hey, they they ain't uh, doing so well. Things ain't jihad over here. And um, I I don't think you realize that things ain't going like you think they might. And so he rides them back saying, hey, we really do need to work on things. Okay, so this is 1 Corinthians. And then we start, he's writing back to them. Well, they're still rejecting him. Here, so he goes to visit. And he makes this visit. And he comes back and he writes another letter. And that's whenever he comes in, he says that um, he's full of anguish and tears. And, and so 
2 Corinthians is and 1 Corinthians, the way they're laid out. So when he starts talking about that, he's been to visit them. He's seen them, you know, and he's he's so discouraged and it was sad, he was saddened by what he saw. So most of them wrote back to him and they apologized and they said, I'm sorry, you know, but, you know, we... We got sidetracked and they were going to try. And Paul writes them back a letter again. And he's telling them, I forgive you and I love you. And, you know, now we let's get back on path, you know. And so while he's trying to reconcile with them, you know, he, he starts out by praising God and he's forgiven them. He wants everything between them to be honest and real, open relationship, you know. And he's reminding them what you've forgotten. You've forgotten generosity, um, you, it's just, it saddens him because the way Paul started, he was going around starting a bunch of churches. There was a famine at that time. And so he was telling people, even though none of us have money, whatever you can spare to share with others, would you please do so? And people were sending aid, you know, and helping one another out. These new churches that Paul had started were doing this. And so that's how the church of Corinth got started and they wouldn't even be if it weren't for him. And the other problem that they had with him was now all of a sudden they were getting more of these um, leaders that were um, very out, well-spoken leaders and they don't, they didn't feel that Paul was a very well-spoken man, but they also were embarrassed of Paul because they felt like, you know, <laughs> You're poor as a church mouse. Um, You're always being persecuted, put in jail. You know, I mean, they're just all these things. And he did manual labor. And they they put him down because he worked for his living. He never took a dime from the church of Corinth, you know. And he reminds them of this and he challenges them. And so uh, he said, they're believing in these impressive men and it, that's betraying Jesus because that's not a good value system. The things that they're worried about, riches on this earth and and status, all those things don't matter. That's not what matters. That's not what's. That's not what Jesus came to earth to do. You know, I I say this with uh, very great respect no arrogance and I never ever want to diminish the almighty God who is my father but you know in the beginning of the Bible God tried really hard to lead those Israelites and set them up and have them follow his ways and it didn't matter how many miracles he sent to them I mean getting them out of Egypt even you think about all the things that God did to scare the Pharaoh and his, you know, the Egyptians so bad. Can you imagine how fearful those people were knowing what God could do? So they followed him in obedience, but they followed him in a fearful obedience. And it's like, as soon as there was no reminder, they would go back to their old ways of the Egyptians worshiping the idols and, and that sort of thing. And it's like, God's trying so hard. And I wonder as a parent, I can remember with my kids and all three of them were different. 
And I have one more. I've met her since she was older, and she's my daughter as well. Raising kids is is a tough job. It's a hard job, and there ain't really a book that explains all these things that you're going to go through having a child and loving a child. And as a mama that gave birth to children, you don't ever stop worrying about them. You don't ever stop wanting things to be better for them. You don't ever want to stop knowing how they're doing in any way, shape, or form. And I I was thinking, for me, when I read the Bible, some things are hard to understand. So as I start to understand it, I have to put it in a way that relates to me. And so what I meant earlier about I don't want to diminish the Almighty God, for me, I just put it in a way so that I could understand what God must have been going through. You know, He gave us the Garden of Eden, and He said there was only one rule. You don't eat this apple off this tree. And y'all realize that God just uses so many... When men started writing things down, they used descriptions so that people could understand the point that they were trying to make. So God's rules were, you can't eat this apple off this tree. In other words, you need to not mess with Satan in any way, shape, or form because then you're going to know everything and there's going to be things out there that are not good for you. If you just listen to me, everything will be okay. And he is the Almighty God, and he was all-knowing. But that snake tempted that woman, and that woman ate that apple, and that man ate that apple because that woman ate that apple. So everything we do is this trickle-down effect, and parenting is that way as well. I don't make the same mistakes my parents make, but my kids didn't make the mistakes I made either. And But we all made our own mistakes because we're humans, and we've let all that worldly stuff in to the point that we're not thinking wisely or with common sense or what the long-term effects of not ch- telling a child no could happen. And I, I just think that we all go about raising in a different way. So while we might not understand certain things that the Lord did, the Lord did things because He loves us so much He wanted us to get back with him. Come back home. Let's all come back home together. I don't know any parent after their children get grown and start having kids that don't want those kids and babies close. Okay, there's some out there that probably, and I'm sure my kids, you know, I'm too much. It don't matter if it's love or it's talking or learning or whatever. I'm too much of everything. So there's a lot of good and a lot of bad that comes along with Mama Dina. And I I love, I'm so proud of all four of my kids, all four of my grandkids. And I always, always want to brag on them. And um, you'll hear me talk about them more. I have other recordings, but sometimes the Lord calls on me to, I just want to make sure that I put out at the time what I feel the Lord wants me to share with you. And so, you know, you might come across things that happen before this episode but in each one I hope that I touch you and and uh, maybe help you through something that you're going through that day but anyways um, Dina went off on her rabbit trail again and I was told by one friend don't worry about the rabbit trail just keep on keeping on so that's what I'm gonna do but I was talking about 
you know how they were embarrassed of Paul and they were following these real impressive leaders. And I, I think about that in my lifetime. And I can remember, you know, especially when we could all get those big old uh, satellite dishes that looked like a spaceship and big as a house. My daddy had one. We had one on the lake growing up. And, you know, it was gigantic. And we've come such a long way in technology. But, you know, when all of a sudden now preachers can be blasted around the world, we started seeing a lot of preachers. But we also started seeing a lot of preachers fall and that we were worshiping men. And I, I think that there's this real fine line, I guess, with churches and stuff. It's one thing to respect a, a teacher and an elder as you do any person that is in a position of, whether it be education, law, anything. I don't care if you're the gardener you have a certain power and we have to pray for people who help out. We have to pray for ourselves. I have to pray for myself. I don't ever, ever want to get something. I'm going to try hard to do my best to make this glorify God is what I'm trying to say. And I'm not telling you that I'm not always going to be good at that, but that's what we need to do. And, and this promotion of self, I see us where we just kind of, well, and I, I love, there are some preachers that I love, and I think they're doing a great job, and I'm so happy they're out there for me to listen to, you know. And I I, I still go back and listen to Jimmy Swagger. I know what Jimmy Swagger did. And I, I even my daddy would say, you know, a man of God don't wear that many rings and that kind of thing. So my daddy had a level head, but he tried to take the good from things. And there's sometimes I'll go back and listen, and I do believe that the Lord was trying to use him. If you look back on the people that God picked, they were never, <laughs> they were never perfect men that He changed and said, "Look, this is me now. Go show them me and show them how I can change you." Um, then Jesus' disciples, you know, and He loved them. He knew their, He knew their faults. He knew exactly what they were going to do and say to Him, with Him, for Him, before He ever before they even did it all, you know? And I just, um, I don't know, y'all. I'm trying hard. I'm really struggling these days with uh, my thoughts in my head coming on out. So let's just keep on trucking, you know? And then they also questioned his his authority, you know? And did he have the, the scholarly ways to do it? He was a you know, his credentials, you know, prove to us what you are. And Paul's like, there's, these people are three gallons of crazy in a two gallon bucket. He said, you're my, you're my, uh, reference. Look at you. You're the reason that I'm here, you know? And it's like, I went out. He said, I didn't do this. You don't to be impressive to triumph. You want to be impressive because Jesus is impressive. You need to pull Jesus in and let Jesus be the one that shines through you. And he's he's trying to point them to Jesus because he is the most impressive of us all. And, and then they ask him about his credentials and he's like um he reminds them of Galatians and Ephesians and he's telling them uh Y'all wouldn't be there if I didn't come. And 
you're you're my proxy but he also reminds them that he 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 hung out with him you think these guys standing up here know it and him being a, a pharisee he had that bible memorized he knew every word of the bible you think that those men standing up there knew those words, every single word of that Bible? I don't think so. And so he goes on to tell them that there's an old way and a new way. And he said, you know, on Mount Sinai, Moses stood up there and he shone in God's glory. People saw God's glory shining from Moses. They knew that it was God. And so that covenant that he made with those people... God's like that, you know, that really wasn't very effective. It's not, people are not behaving the way that they need to behave. So he decided to send his only son to die on the cross, to to live as a human being so that he could teach them, so he could walk alongside them, to know what it was like to be hungry, to know what it was like to be poor, to know what it was like to be homeless, to know what it was like to be loved, to know what it was like to be unloved, to be treated with hate. So Jesus has just about gone through everything we have gone through. And he's been mad. And he's been sad. And he's been disappointed. He's been betrayed. I mean, all the things. And he was hungry. And he was thirsty. And he was alone in the desert. And he would cry out to God, why are you doing this to me? So he's... He's lived this human life. And that's what I always want to remind y'all. He has lived this human life. And he's the spirit. His his resurrection is exactly, it's gloriously. And I think that is what they do say in the video. He is gloriously exalted by his resurrection from the cross. They saw him die. But they also saw him come back to life. You know, and so... Through his suffering and death, he's experienced all the pains, the heartaches of all these things. And he wants us to be more self-given. He wants us to make a life that we are more about giving of self, you know, and giving to others. And suffering, humility poverty, I mean, all these things, they do serve the Lord, because that just draws you closer, I, you know, I, I know one time my son, my oldest son said to me, he goes, you know, I just, everything has to be about science, and I, he was, he just didn't understand why, why people would have to get at their very lowest to, he goes, you know, it's at your weakest moment and you give in and you believe in something that isn't there. Well, no, sir, you don't. You believe in something because something was there. You felt it. You knew it. He showed you. It kept coming back again and again and again. And pretty soon, you realize there is somebody there. And that was my experience. And that just kind of breaks my heart. But he wants these people, you need to get back on track now. Let's Let's get back and... Let's get back to being generous and and let's give what we can and help those around us and be a community and be the covenant that Jesus Christ wants and needs you to be so that we can go and share the word and to share that attitude and that positive and that grace 
the grace that God gives us, you know, and that. And we've got to be humbled sometimes because sometimes we have to learn a lesson so that we know how to act so that others can then learn as well. And, you know, he just tells them that just focus on the right things. Just keep your eyes on God and try to do the right thing. And I'm not telling anybody that you shouldn't be wealthy. I know some very wealthy people that live a comfortable life, but they are also God-fearing, God-loving, good people. And I don't think that every person on this earth that follows Jesus is expected to be poor. But I do believe that you go through things in life so that you can understand to appreciate what you have and to share what you have. Because you've got everything in the world waiting for you beyond your imagination whatever it God tells you it's coming to you patience and um, that reminds me of a little story I'm trying not to go over 30 minutes but it reminds me of a little story called uh, the marshmallow experiment and there were I guess there were second or third grade kids and this teacher had when they all come in to sit down at their desk there's this huge bowl of marshmallows sitting on her desk and she tells them, today I'm going to give you two choices. And she said, your first choice is you can come up right now and get one marshmallow and go back to your desk and enjoy it. And your second choice is you can go and get, you can wait 15 minutes and go and pick up two marshmallows. So it was really interesting, you know, that there was, of all the children Many of them ran up there right away. Instant gratification. That's what we want today. We want everything. We want to see how many people liked our Facebook post, you know. And we want to see how many uh, responses we got. And if somebody doesn't respond right away, and that's what I love about my friends and family, because they know sometimes it takes me a while to get back, and it might a while might be a day or two, and then I forget. But I'm honest about it. But I'm just saying, we're, we all want something right then. A response you know we're not patient and I I'm the most impatient person there is on this earth I just don't have the patience for certain things and when I learn something that's hard Photoshop oh my goodness gracious I think I said every curse word there ever was in that thing I cussed out Adobe Photoshop so much it out loud and I don't keep anything quiet I keep everything out y'all should pray for my husband but um, I got off on a rabbit trail again. But the people, the children who waited that 15 minutes, they noticed that teacher watched them and they noticed that those people were more likely to be more successful and in control of things because they did have the patience to wait for what was coming to them. And I just want to remind y'all, go ahead and wait that 15 minutes. Two marshmallows be a lot yummy. And if it ain't marshmallows that attracts you, then you think of something that you just absolutely love. What would you wait for? You know, what would you go through? And think about how much you love a person. What would you do for the person you love so much with all your heart? Maybe it's a spouse or a child or a parent or a friend. You know, there's friendships that strong. I got friends that I'd die for. I have kids I'd die for in a second. All four of my kids. You know, and it's like, I, I think that we just really need to focus on those things. So I hope that this gave you a blessing, and that is uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And I wanted to remind you that, you know, 
His grace is sufficient enough for you. Why? Because He loved you so much to come down here and live a life like you've lived that He understands you. So remember that as you talk to God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, because or the Holy Ghost, because they're all three have different roles, but they are all God. Jesus has just as much power as God. He will sit, you know, next to God. So I am going to start my prayer now. And um, I just wanted to tell y'all that I love you. And um, I'm struggling a lot more today. So those of you close to me, you'll get recordings. Even those of you who don't know me sometimes, it's a lot easier for me to push that. Um, I, I have a prayer request. I ask you to please pray for my um, my health. We're trying to figure some things out. And we've got a lot of decisions to make. And uh, I just really need some prayers on that. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. And y'all just pray however you want to pray. And if you just want to listen. But I just encourage you to sit and talk like I talk to you. Just like this. You know. But I also do encourage you to get on your knees and bow before the Almighty. And have those moments where you humble before Him. You know. And if you can't bow down, I promise you He'll know when your knees are bowed in your heart. So... I just ask you to bow your heart to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Lord, today I come to you uh, with much blessed grace that you gave me this weekend. Witnesses of people with grace who carried themselves with love and charity and kindness and friends and, and support that we received from the people that are far away, those that pray for us every day, And I just praise you, God, that I am blessed with such love around me. I pray for my listeners, Lord. I pray that they come to understand grace. And and I pray that as they read the Bible, if it confuses them or they don't like certain things, I pray, Lord, that they learn to focus on the positive. You know, and Lord, I do believe that your son, Jesus Christ, is the way, the life, and the truth. And I pray that they come to know that as well. But Heavenly Father, more than anything, I pray that they know that it's you and that you're there and that if they call out to you, whether they believe in this Jesus and whatever name they call you, that you will show them and lead them where you need them to go, Lord, so that they may have eternal life with you. I thank you for all my blessings and I thank you for the courage to do today and for to not put it off another day. it's I, I thank you for that, Lord. And I ask that you forgive me of my sins and help me where I've failed you and keep reminding me of the prayer request that I have received, Lord, and, and um, help me to continue to pray. And I ask all these things. Oh, and Lord, I wanted to say thank you so much for the laughter this weekend. I did laugh a lot. <laughs> And Robinson and I had a wonderful evening last night. We were we were so laughing, and he was telling me stories. And I love when when him and Jim go back from fishing. I get to hear their stories. Or I love when they're any of their stories. But what a blessing, Lord! What a blessing these friendships are. And I just want to thank you for that. And I ask all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So thank y'all so much. And I know that people say when you overuse words like "I love you" and "bless you." that um, they don't have any meaning. But um, I disagree with that. And I'm 
I will tell you right here now that that's bullcorn. Um, it it is meant by me full fully, and I don't I ain't gonna pee on your leg and tell you it's raining. I promise. And if I falter, and I don't know it, I hope you'll point it out to me. But if I do and point it out to me, but if I falter and realize that I promise that I'll try my best to make it right. And I, I love y'all. Thank you again. Um, honestly, I'm trying, Lord. See y'all soon.